Millions of people living their lives. People we pass in the street and barely even notice. But in those crowds are ordinary men and women with extraordinary stories to tell. Stories of heroism and hope, of beating the odds and blazing a trail. Those moments of chance that change lives forever. In this series, I'll be traveling across the country, coming face to face with people you may never have met, but whose experiences you'll never forget. These are Welsh lives. Meet Marley, a lively little boy from Newport. To his parents, Joe and Shaney, he's a constant delight. To his baby brother, George, he's the perfect playmate. But there's more to Marley than meets the eye. You know, if we just sat you watching him, you'd never think anything's up, and anything at all. It's so deceiving, it's hard to wrap your head around, but um, yeah, you, you just appreciate the good days a lot more. It's a fine balance in kind of letting him still be six, and then keeping him safe and well. So six years ago, Marley came into your life. What did that mean to you? Oh, everything. I was so excited to be a mum. Um, me and Joe were 19 when we had him. Um, yeah, it just felt so right. We were so excited and he was an absolute pleasure. <laughs> he made you a mum. He did. He made me a mum. <laughs> I know, my firstborn. Yeah, all my planets aligned when I had Marley. It seemed so cheesy, but it just felt right. Marley, what do you want to be when you grow up? A... Uh... A vet, because you love animals, don't you? Yes. And if you had to be an animal, which animal would you be? A killer whale. Killer whale? Oh my gosh, yes. why a killer whale? <laughs> I didn't think you were going to choose that. I love whales. Yeah? And ocean creatures. Marley's young life has been filled with love. For years, he was a happy, healthy boy. His days had a routine and a rhythm. But last summer, everything changed. We were camping. It was really hot. He just wanted himself, so I thought, oh, you know, it's just really hot weather. It's you know, you'll be fine tomorrow. He was just really lethargic. And then I thought, mm, you know you have that gut feeling, something's not right. Mm -hmm. um, so I took his temperature, was really high, and then from there, really, the ball just started rolling. And then we found out it was aplastic anemia. It was basically bone marrow failure. It means your bone marrow just, it's not working to a safe level anymore. Um, so he needs a bone marrow transplant. And we currently have no donor. Don't even think there's a word out there to describe that feeling of being told that a child could die. Mm -hmm. 
My world's been turned upside down. I mean, the whole life has changed. It's just completely different. Your worst fear has always been something happening to your kids. I don't think anything happened to me or anything, but when it's your kids, it's a different, whole different scenario. I mean, if he doesn't get a match, then the doctor say two to three years, and you know, sadly, that's the lifetime you'll have. I mean, no, nobody wants that to happen. Nobody in our family wants that to happen. But sadly, that's, if he doesn't get a match in the next two to three years, that's what we're going to have to deal with. Molly's condition is very rare, but very serious. His body has stopped producing enough new blood cells to keep him alive. Infection and uncontrolled bleeding are everyday risks. Molly is facing an uncertain future. Lots of back and forth to the hospital and lots of interventions. He's still needing regular blood and platelet transfusions. It's both emotionally and physically hard on him, isn't it? Yeah. The sad thing I find is how accepting he is of it. You know, because, you know, this is his new normal. There's stuff that goes on at the hospital where, you know, procedures he's got to have done, and I know he really don't want to. I can just see he's so brave and he just gets something and hasn't gets it done because he knows he needs to. He's had to grow up quite quick. Mm -hmm. You know, he's gone from being six and playing out in the mud and, you know, being such a free spirit to me having to be quite serious with him and say, no, actually, you really need to do this. Molly, when you go to the hospital, right? Yes. What's the best bit and what's the worst bit of being in there? Um, the best bit's when I leave and the worst bit's when I gotta go. <laughs> and when you don't feel well, what does that feel like? I feel tired. Tired. But today you're happy? Yes. We kind of bounce off him. Like if he's having a good day, then we're having a good day. If he's having a bad day when he's down in the dumps, we kind of like reflect his mood. So we like to have the good days where, you know, we can all just kind of forget about this because he's just well for now. Can't just all be hospital visits and hopes and pods. It needs to be a balance because he's sick. Six. Yeah, and I think sometimes, you know, this is his physical health, but I also worry about his mental health as well with it. Even though we try to get his physical health better, I don't want to damage like it's mental health at the same time, so we try and just, I don't know, it's a fine balance, yeah. yeah. Moments like these have become precious. For Marley, time is in short supply. His best chance of survival is a bone marrow transplant. But none of his family are a match. We don't kind of want to lose momentum, we just want to like keep going. Desperate to save their son, Joe and Shaney turned to social media. They launched an appeal, Marrow for Mali, urging people to join the Bone Marrow Register in the hope that someone, somewhere, would be a suitable donor for their little boy. 
literally everyday counts. You know, he has tra blood transfusions, they last four weeks. That's what, 28 to 30 days. Yeah. So every day counts before he's on to his next one. And the more he has, the more problems you run into. So literally every day okay. counts. Mm -hmm. So that was our focus. We were just going to set Marathamali up. If we get 10 people to register, brilliant. You know, we were just going to go with it. Anything is better than what we had. So any ideas to how many people have registered since you did it? So we're hitting around the 40,000 mark that we know of for people who've joined. Yeah, because of Marley's story. It's like instant, as soon as we made it, yeah. bang, it went. And we've had quite a good um, response of some celebrities as well. Yeah, that's Having, what I mean. I am. Yeah. I'm proud of these. Yes. Only because, you know, if they put it out there, everyone's going to say, oh, what's that? And they're more likely to join. We've had The Rock. We've had The Rock. Yeah. I mean, he's massive and he's like one of the biggest yeah. actors in the world at the moment. And it's just some people see that, like, even if he's sharing the story, like, so many more thousands of people are looking and think, oh, well, if what's he's... That? Trans Little Mix. Marley's proud of Little Mix. Yeah. Loves Little Mix. <laughs> Loves Little Mix. Hi Marley, it's Little, Little Mix. Mix. We hear you've been a very brave young man, so we just wanted to send you lots and lots of love and we think you're incredible. <laughs> yeah, that's just crazy. Crazy. The whole Wales football team, they all done and they all send out a little message like Gareth Bale, Ryan Giggs, all the big players. Every time they do that, another person's going to yeah. join the register. It that's gives nice. another person a chance. We are not, by any stretch, the only family going through this. There's children, babies, mums, dads, aunties, uncles, all waiting for a match. This is why I'm so passionate about this, because yeah. it's not just for Mali, it can help so many other people. Maro for Mali has struck a chord all over the world. 40,000 people signing up to become potential donors for desperately ill children and adults. Matches have already been made as a direct result of Marley's campaign. Lives have been changed. There are no matches for Marley yet, but he's just been accepted onto a medical trial at Great Ormond Street Hospital. Oh, the three Billy Goats Gruffs. It's not a cure but it could buy him time while he waits for a donor and that all-important transplant. What do you think? Good. Good? I think the future's positive. We do believe there is somebody, there's just a matter of finding them. Finding them, definitely. And I say, no, I don't know whether to laugh or cry when we do find them, like, where have you been? Yeah. <laughs> so we're holding on to hope. We're holding yes. on to hope, but definitely. We know, like, we'll never, we'll never give up no. until we find them. Um, we'll keep going. Yeah, you have. You've just got to keep going and just think we'll find them. <laughs>